0: Welcome to Catholic Radio for
1: Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron.
2: In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.
1: Amen. Dear God, we are just so grateful for our time together. We ask that you bless it. Um, we ask that you provide information to us that would help us um, further your kingdom by sharing your love. In your most precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.
2: In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Excited today to have a really good show. Today, we have the uh, representatives from Hub Lafayette. Uh, they are a, I won't let them tell them because they do a whole lot of things here in Lafayette. They do some wonderful projects. It's uh, Dr. James N��et. Welcome to the show, Doc. Thank you, sir. All nice right, being here. And Terry Gore, she is the executive director. Welcome to the show, Terry. Thank you. All right. Well, uh, whoever wants to lead off, tell us a little bit about your organization.
1: Okay. Well, the Hub Lafayette is a nonprofit uh, faith-based organization here in Lafayette that serves several different varieties of individuals. So our mission statement is to offer access to everyone in our city of Restored Life. And we believe a restore life has access to the four, we call them the four R's, and that is rescue, recovery, relationships, and uh, resources. And we fulfilled you know, the mission statement in uh, two separate ways through two separate ministries. One of them is the level Center. Uh, we own a building now, so grateful to the Lord for that, at 1515 West University. It is called the level Center, and that is where we focus on individuals experiencing homelessness and those who are in chronic poverty. That particular ministry is a empowerment and um, earning program where we allow our friends to come in and earn points by either taking self-help classes that we offer or um, bringing us their check stubs, and we give them points for the hours that they worked. And those points are redeemed for resources that they need. And within that center, we have access to a store called the Eat Well, where they can purchase non-perishable food items, hygiene items, um, full-size cleaning supplies. We have the dress well, which um, provides access to brand new undergarments as well as gently used purses and clothes of all sorts. And um, then we are working on completing our style well, which will offer access to haircuts. And then the last thing we're trying to finish up is the smell well where individuals can choose to wash clothes if they need. And then the other program um, that we offer, our second ministry is called purchase not for sale and we focus on women and children who are victims of human trafficking and women in the sex industry and that particular ministry has um, a lot to do with awareness so we do a lot of talks on um, making sure everyone in our city can kind of understand how to detect how someone may be caught in human trafficking and then not only how to see it uh, per se but what to do once you see it and then we also have um, a residential home that we will be opening up where individuals, if they so choose, um, could come and live with us. They'll take classes uh, at the end of the classes. Our goal is to have them um, in a job with a house. Um, so we have a lot of opportunities for involvement. And um, we really just want on. to stretch it out in our city. Yes, we yeah, do. Yeah,
2: and I, it's a true calling. And I tell you, you're doing God's work. And we always say uh, Lafayette's God's country, right? And uh, So, Doc, how did you get involved? So we got involved
0: about, I guess about three years ago, we were invited to come and see what this organization was all about. Uh, We came in and and me and my wife, Lawrence, absolutely just fell in love with the entire process. You know, we're out there helping people. We believe that we need to give back to our community. Uh, The Lord's done great things for us uh, in our life. And it's, you know, we're at that point in our life where we need to give back. And this is just one of the ways that we felt was really, really effective. Um, we donate our time, we donate our money, we donate our skills, we donate whatever we can. Um, It's an organization that's more of a hand up. It's not really a handout. And, you know, while we only have a certain amount of actual homeless people in the Acadiana region, uh, we have a lot of people who live well beneath the poverty level. Uh, Some of these people have homes that may consist of a shed with, you know, no heat. No air. Some of these people can't pay their electric bills. Some of these people, you know, have trouble putting food on the table. Mm -hmm. And if we can offer them a meal, one good hearty meal for their entire family a week, that takes one meal less that they have to purchase. If we can, you know, have them purchase uh, items that they would normally have to spend monetary money for instead of points through... um, them attending classes that's more actual money they have in their pocket to pay their bills and to let them live a normal life mm-hmm. so we find it very important and, and we've just continued to uh, help out as much as we possibly can with that's this organization so
2: beautiful. and it's a, and it's a family affair and it's not often that you see a husband and wife that have an endeavor together like you guys do and I'm, I'm it's such a beautiful thing to see and uh, so that's something obviously y'all been doing together for a long time. Yeah, uh, yeah so alright I always we always want to hear a good love story so tell me how y'all met
0: oh um, <laughs> me and my wife yeah <laughs> well she was actually came in um, as a, a rep okay and okay. Uh, we actually met and within about Two weeks we were engaged, and within three months we were married, and right. that was uh, over 13 years ago. That's
2: beautiful. And so, I only asked that story because, you know, I think God had his hand, obviously, in you two meeting. I mean, I can see that. I haven't known you all very well. you all seem very close and, and, uh, and, and has led you to this, um, to this philanthropic endeavor, right? I mean, uh, I, I'm sure, I guess, do you feel like it was a calling for you all to be, be drawn to this organization? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so how did you all all meet? How did you meet with Doc?
1: I'm not really sure how
0: we just showed up, like they, I said, yeah, we, we, we showed up and, on Monday and we showed they interest in and helping.
2: Yeah. And,
1: and uh, yeah, once you started, started, you started cooking spaghetti. Yes, and
2: at yes, the time we, we Cook were cooking good spaghetti. Yes, he can. <laughs> and at the
1: time we were taking care of providing meals for around 200 people, and he wow. stepped yeah. up to the plate and more than once have they done that. So and, um
0: at that time we were providing about 150 200 meals yeah. at night, but that doesn't include the amount that we we cook for people to bring home as well we don't just feed them that night but you know a lot of times we're able to give them more food so they have a meal for the next night as well so so sometimes i know when we cooked i think the first time i cooked for 600 and we gave out over 400 meals at night
2: so yeah you can make a difference in 400 people's lives like that it's great uh, I cook for 600. Like that was like you know, talk about Jesus feeding the uh, the uh, everyone. Good Lord, that's a lot of people. So I'll tell you all that my mother Marcel Citron, you know, back before way back, uh, Mom felt this same calling that you you all have, and she started FoodNet and Faith House and uh, Project RX and a lot of the. Uh, united way organizations uh that um eventually rolled into some catholic charities but i know the tug you're you're feeling from the lord because mom felt it and 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 you know she spent most of her life creating these organizations that you seem to have rolled up in one you know uh she had a lot of different organizations but this one seems to be able to do it under one umbrella but terry tell me you know a little bit about i know you mentioned you were from Bosier city but um how did you land in lafayette and and how did this all get started with you
1: um, I came to Lafayette after college. My first job was in Baton Rouge, and then I got promoted and transferred to the big town of Maurice.
2: All right, I know where you are. And uh, at. moved
1: into Maurice and then just have stayed here, loved Lafayette. As far as the ministry is concerned, I worked for Dwight Andrews Insurance for a oh, very, wow. very, very long time, selling commercial insurance. Okay. And approximately three years ago, I just felt a calling to go into ministry full-time. My cousin Cassie Martin is the founder of the Hub Ministries, Urban Ministries in Shreveport, and she and I were speaking one day, and um, she offered up what we call a namesake, which is just a carbon copy of what she's doing in Shreveport. She was willing to share with me every intricate detail of um, how the Holy Spirit laid everything out for her and how to implement that here. And so I quit my job about three years ago and have been on a a ministry mission ever since then, and been able to sustain all of the different changes and stuff with the support of you know, not only James and Solange, but several other amazing volunteers that have come alongside of us who feel a calling from the Lord just to be a part of something bigger than themselves. To be a part of something who is being created by the Holy Spirit to really love on our city and to unite us. Um, you and I spoke earlier that we were a pretty much a non-denominational from the sense of we are a multi-religious mm-hmm. organization. From a sense of looking at the religions that show up, um, we're about Jesus, and so that's the one thing I believe that the majority of us here in Lafayette have in common. We we do love our Jesus, right? That's we love us some Jesus. Do. So coming together just to reflect Him and providing that opportunity, it just seemed like the perfect gift myself that God gave me to be able to walk the last years of my life, however long they may be, um, really focusing on him and focusing on being a voice for those who don't have a voice and creating an opportunity for people to make a decision to maybe do something different. Right.
2: Yeah. So it sounds like, like, you know, when Jesus said, Hey, leave everything and follow me kind of hearing that in your story. And um, so, you know, was there for you a supernatural moment where God said, hey, I'm reading this book called The Second Mountain, mm-hmm. and I'm hearing you, and, and I hear like the first mountain is maybe your Dwight Andrews job or whatever your occupation. And then at some point you go, hey, there's a whole nother, there's like a whole nother mountain. You know, it's not really about me, it's about everyone else. And mm-hmm. I hear that in your voice. But how did that come to be? I mean, a lot of prayer?
1: Yes, a lot of prayer, a lot of soul searching. I really felt called into ministry. I always wanted to open an orphanage. I always wanted to do foreign missions, Mm. and on a foreign mission trip, actually, my husband and I were together with a few of our close friends on a mission trip, and I remember sitting down with them and saying, look, I really feel called to quit my job and to go into ministry full-time, and you know, at that moment, the Holy Spirit's there. Everybody's like, yeah, 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 you know, and then I came home, and I went to work the next day and found someone who is an amazing friend of mine to help with a buyout, And uh, I came home and told my husband and he started breathing in paper bags because he's a planner and, you know, I wasn't. And so I really just felt um, in that moment that God had given me a lot of gifts and a lot of opportunities opportunities he had taught me a lot of things about myself and given me a lot of skills that i used for myself to make money for myself to make money for someone else and those same skills if I would turn away from myself and turn toward the lord I could use to change the world and be the be the change that i had so longed to see and so I literally jumped and uh, committed wholeheartedly into doing what God had called me to do regardless of not being able to see what the bottom looked like and I'm very blessed I have an amazing husband ed Gore he's a worship the worship pastor over at the bible you he just came alongside of me and you know I was grateful for my family and all the support that I had it wasn't easy but it was way worth it and I absolutely love every second of my life knowing that I know my purpose and I'm fulfilling my purpose so just having that opportunity to make that jump and like you said sometimes it's not the easy thing to do because you don't know how it's going to end. But I have faith. I have faith that God will take care of me. He will take care of my family, and He will provide for our needs. And my sole purpose is to do what He's asking me to do, and He will take care of the rest. Like
2: Jesus, take the wheel, huh? Yes, that's exactly what it felt like. <laughs> Doctor, um, tell me. Uh, I like to always give credit in my family to the person. Maybe there's someone in your family or someone that was a mentor to you that that really led you to. Where your faith life is out here, really exercising in the community, but but is there? Where do you feel like your faith has come from in your family? Oh, in my
0: family, probably my grandmother. Uh, she she was a hardcore Catholic and uh, was a, a big assistance in raising me. And you know, she she would always take us to church every Sunday and and make sure that was done. And that that's where a lot of my faith came from in my early years and more recently a lot of my faith came from father dan edwards who recently just passed away he was a he was a great friend he was he was a family member to us and we absolutely loved him and and you know that was one man who could who could preach the gospel in a way no other catholic priest has ever done i i think and a lot of our a lot of our faith and you know just a lot of things come from from father dan we know i've known father dan for the last 15 years and
2: okay so so solange is here with us but she's a little shy to talk on on, on the radio but but i i recognized you i could not place where i'm <laughs> at saint jules church and i uh, and i see her there a daily mass and, and i was attending fairly regularly when father dan was there but god I mean, I love Father Dan, and we were very close, and we got the great fortune to duck on a little bit together, and we miss him so much, my wife and I. We went to Mass Sunday, and they did the St. Michael the Archangel you know, prayer at the end, and then he always said, right, and we all say, thank you, Jesus, right? And so I told that, I turned to my wife and said that, and we were at another church, and she just, oh, my God, she was crying, and she was upset. So she like, I miss him so much, but he was such a great man.
0: yeah he he really uh, was he
2: was when i uh, first began the radio show i was real shy to ask him to be a guest and you know he was like going down the scooter in the church going real fast and the cape was flying and i'm like hey uh and i knocked him on the shoulder would you mind coming to be a guest and and it's so beautiful, his testimony. Yeah. So, okay, again, so I just want to remind our listeners, you're listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show, and today's guest is Dr. James Noriega and Terry Gore. They are um, they are the meat and potatoes of Hub of Lafayette, our Hub Ministries, and... Why the name Hub? You know, I'm, I'm close to some Hub stuff myself. <laughs> where did that name come from? It's not from Lafayette. So,
1: yeah. It originated in Shreveport when my cousin started the ministry. She named it The Hub because it was the universal place where people could go to get their needs met. Uh-huh. And in uh, Shreveport, the Hub the Hub phrase isn't as common as it is down here. And uh, so it was named The Hub Urban Ministries. So as we became a namesake and duplicated ourselves, uh, we are not not the only ones. She has also given the program to several. She has probably seven different locations now over the United States, some in Las uh-huh. Vegas, some in Fort Worth in Philadelphia, North Louisiana, or just a few of them. And really just the duplication of what God had given her to do that. So I believe the hub simply is just that representative word of, you know, yeah come here and we will if we can't meet your needs we can be the connection because another part of our goal is we need partnerships with doctors and lawyers and Therapists, you know, doctors of all sorts, from dentists to OBGYNs mm-hmm. to, you know, you name it, um, so that when we have our friends, um, and so the members that come, they're our friends. Mm-hmm. And so when our friends come, that we'll be able to refer them, right? We want to be able to be a liaison between them and the needs that they are required to have met, not only the ones that we're providing within our building.
2: So, Terry, how do they? how do the people that you serve find you? I'm curious.
1: Well, we do street outreach where we just get out on the street and do that old-fashioned walk around, talk about who you are, handouts, (laughs) little business cards that we created that tells them about the event. And um, we also have our friends who share. Uh, It's nothing more beautiful than to walk in on a Tuesday night and have one of our friends walk up and go, "Miss Terry, Miss Terry, look, I brought three people. They were sitting over, you know, at the bench at the Federal Park, and I picked them up on my way here. But... the LoveWell Center is a place where we want our friends who are who are coming to feel welcome and wanted. So, for them to feel welcome enough to bring bring their new friends is amazing to us, mm-hmm. and it's it's probably one of the biggest gifts that we get on a Tuesday night.
2: So, the website is
1: the website is Hub Ministry.
2: Hub Hub Ministries,
1: mm-hmm. and uh, well, it's Hub Lafayette
2: hublafayette.com so yes it com. is, yeah, is. hublafayette.com
1: hublafayette.com oh, oh, hub okay, right, there we on. go right.
2: and so <laughs> and how do people contribute and and m- m- not just their time but their money if they want to get involved
1: so on our website hublafayette.com there is uh some buttons up at the top and one of them is donate it is a server through a place called clover give And so you would actually enter your information there. You can choose to donate to a specific section of what the level does. So one of the things we do is we offer access to membership cards because, you know, each and every one of us are a member of something, right? If you're a Mm -hmm. member of Reds or if you're a member of any kind of fitness club, you get a card, right? A, A little credit card looking things. So um that's what we give our members. And if you wanted to contribute so that each one could have that, you could actually pick that. If you wanted to help us pay our light bill, you could pick to do that. Or you could pick to support purchase. And you could pick to support one of the particular programs within purchase. So we actually are very transparent with our ability for you to give. We want you to know where your money's going. So we break that down on our webpage so that you can see that. But if you just want to give to a general fund, you just click the donut button, it'll take you there. You can give uh, one time, or you can actually connect up and do a reoccurring.
2: That's what I'm talking about. So, Dr. Noriega, tell me um, a person, not necessarily, you don't have to name names, but someone who has been through the program, when I ask you, Hub is successful, and you say to me, it touches the lives of people, what comes to mind? Give me some examples of people that you've served or stories. You know,
0: we have friends that have come to us in, in great need, and Gotten jobs, you know. uh, With the help, we've gotten jobs. We get them into an apartment, get them off the street. Uh, We've gotten these people furniture, and now they're living a much more normal life. And they're coming now, not as they're coming more as a volunteer now. Mm -hmm. You know. So we do have the success stories out there. A while back, we'd made some videos, some of our members, and it's it's heartbreaking to hear some of these people and and hear them talk about what the hub does for them you know um and one guy in particular goes on to say you know i I, I didn't i wasn't born to be a drug addict i wasn't born to be homeless i was born to be something else but this just somehow came about through unfortunate circumstances and to him the hub was a way to get out of that because when you get to that point sometimes you can't get out of it without help and that's the people to me that it really sticks in my mind Mm -hmm. that we made a difference you know we 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 saved that one and we have many many more to save um and save and help however And sometimes it's just a push. Sometimes it's, you know, let's help you get an ID so you can get a job. Sometimes it's, let's help you learn to read. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's, let's just get you a haircut so you look good. You know, and all of those little things can make such a huge difference in people's lives. And if it's one at a time, it's one at a time. If we can do it 150 at a time, let's do it. If we can do it 300 at a time, let's do it. But as long as we're seeing difference in people's lives it's it's an amazing effect on our hearts and you know we we talk about it all the time driving home and we say you know oh look at look at so-and-so and how good he's doing now you know look at compared to where he was six months ago or she was six months ago or that family was look where they're at now
2: that's so nice and that's
0: the success stories we 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 want to see and we see every week
2: you drive around Lafayette, and you see a lot of homeless. And a lot of times, I guess, we say, oh, those people aren't from here. They're not really from here. You know, I don't know, like, are they transients? Are they from here? You know, the people you serve, are, y'all, are they mainly from our area, or are they from all over? Where are they from? Uh,
1: the majority of them are from our area. Uh, they're walking distance to where we are, mm-hmm. the majority of them. Um, they tend to... Um, Bring people who are not from here, right? So those Mm -hmm. who that are local that hang out in certain areas downtown. When we have individuals who may get off the bus uh, down at the bus stop, they may pick them up and bring them to us. But the majority of them are from here. Mm -hmm. They grew up in uh, either in Lafayette or not far from Lafayette, but they've migrated to the downtown Lafayette area um, because of the need for transportation. Uh, so they can catch the bus easier when you don't have a car and you don't have a bike, right? Then you have to walk everywhere. So you try to stay closer to the station itself. So they migrate in that area.
2: I heard you say uh, early on in the, in, in, in the episode that, uh, that sex trafficking was something that y'all had done. And I guess, again, that's another one of those. I watch TV and it's like, okay, is that happening like in Austin, Texas or somewhere that's nowhere near here? Or is that really like happening here?
1: It's really happening here.
2: Yeah, and do you see a lot of that?
1: Um, Well, I'm not going to say you see a lot of it because – you if you don't even notice that, it you, know, you obviously yeah. don't notice it but we've been very privileged um, to have some conversations with Mark Garber um, our sheriff and he is 110 percent behind stopping human trafficking mm-hmm. and uh, we've been able to speak with him about partnering up with him to be the liaison um, and helping him between uh, the victim and ourselves right so we would be mm-hmm. the liaison on behalf of the victim for him and try to come in there With a little more um, ability to show compassion, we can come from a different angle. We can be there for the victim and treat her like a human being and allow her to see herself that way and help reinstill that value back in her and and to be that liaison on her behalf. Um, But they are also doing work and have been doing very hard work for a long time um, on the corridor of I-10 and all the different truck stops that are there mm-hmm. and have been making, you know, several rescues. You know, a lot of this is just awareness. Our city, just like you said, doesn't necessarily believe that it's happening. When we talk about human trafficking, most of us think about the movie Taken, where someone is just abducted and, you know, not that that doesn't happen, but normally in, in our world, on our side of the world, right? Mm-hmm. That's not how it's perceived. It is a long-time uh you know, like, um, grooming process where there's time spent, the vulnerability of the individuals or foster kids or runaways or, you know, people who have broken hearts who feel that they've been deserted and left by the family members or the deep desired relationships that they have. And so, um... The people who are doing human trafficking are really just searching for them. They're just meeting those needs. It's the hierarchy of needs, right? Mm -hmm. Just meeting those basic needs and then meeting a little more. And then before you know it, um, there's a sense of loyalty in a bad way, right? There's that yeah. sense of, I'm gonna do what you asked me to because you've been taking care of me. You know, you really do love me, but there's a distortion to what love is, right? And so, helping spread the awareness of that, and even, you know, just sharing when you see someone and you feel that feeling in your gut, you know, to me, it would be the Holy Spirit speaking, but if to you, if it's just your intuition, whatever mm-hmm. you wanna call it, um, pay attention. You know, when um, teachers that are at school, when they see young ladies who come from an area of town that, you know, you wouldn't necessarily feel, would appropriately wear long fingernails that are always done and extra jewelry and two phones and carry a Gucci purse, right? Something that's just not of the norm. Take notice, mm. right? Take notice. Get involved. Get involved. Make that phone call to the DCFS. Let, let someone get started checking on that, mm. right? Um, a lot of times I find that people just don't want to, quote unquote, get involved, but making the phone call could save someone's life, yeah, right? It could course. change, it could alter. Yeah. Uh, like Dr. James was saying earlier, sometimes, you know, for us, it's about that relationship. It's about building a relationship with someone so that we could help speak into their life, not tell them what to do, but offer them another opportunity to make a different choice. And that's what we want to do with our awareness of what human trafficking is and that human trafficking is happening and that our vulnerable crowd is the crowd that has been looked down upon at times simply because... We don't understand that we need to pay attention. Does that make sense? It's not as if we just want to negate it. We're just looking Uh for something that is obviously what we would think human trafficking is. But the reality is human trafficking is very devious. And it's a very long-term grooming that isn't just physical. It's mental and Mm -hmm. spiritual that it affects.
2: Doctor, tell me, um, what is it about the people of Acadiana? I guess you're a lifelong resident here. And what is it that makes us so special?
0: Well, I've been here for about 23 years now. I'm originally from Morgan City. So, okay. yes, the Acadian right. area. Um, you know, this area in general, you know, we're a Cajun country. And, and that's a very unique, unique culture. Um, and and we all care for each other. You know, it's, it's the best I see is in the moments of worst times. Um, in other words, like when it was flooding... You know, we went to fill our sandbags, and, well, the first few places we went had shovels. Well, we didn't realize that we had to bring shovels. And so the guy next to us, he's like, here you go. Take my shovel. You can just bring it back to my house. Here's where I live. And then his son said, no, Dad, you go. I'll wait, and I'm going to help them fill, fill their bags. You know, that was the time of worst. Hurricanes coming through. Everybody's nervous. But yet you go to Home Depot our glows and everybody's helping everybody load up everything yeah. because we all come together when we need we all come together when we don't need um you know our community is is basically a faith based i don't know too many cajuns who, who are not faithful <laughs> I agree. you know who 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 don't have some type of, of uh, relationship with the lord in one way or another you know
1: well we love our city right yeah
0: it's and we, and we love our city we love our area and like i said it's a whole different culture wow. down here and and that's the great thing and i've always said i'm a living live in life yet um morgan city was a little bit small for me still love morgan city don't get to go there very often i have often, a fishing camp but... over there
2: i get there quite often oh there yeah. you go there you go <laughs> well thank y'all so much for being on the show today um just these guys have done so much for our community and i'm so thankful and uh, I want you to continue. Please, all our listeners, try and support their ministry. It's huboflafayette.com. Mm-hmm. You can donate either your time or your money, and I know they would love both. And um, I want to thank Dr. James Noriega and Solange Noriega for being here today, and uh, Terry Gore, the executive director. Y'all keep doing God's work, and I- I'm here to help any way I can. I'll be praying for y'all. Thank you. Thank Thanks for having for us. Show. You've been listening to Cajun Catholics, uh, today's guest was with hub of lafayette hub ministries uh, look them up online and again we uh, always challenge you to engage the cajun catholic in you till next time god bless